Hey, welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. It's been a little while since we've done this, but uh, today I have with me Jason Stein, a fantastic human being and also a doctor in Orient. Ori okay, can't even say the word Oriental medicine. Um, I found out that he teaches people and coaches. Uh, he also passes along the practice of meditation. Um, really, really experienced and actually one of the few human beings that I've run into that feels like much like significantly deeper along the path of self-awareness and personal development than I am, which feels kind of like a humble brag. I guess it kind of does, but I also want to <laughs> highlight, <laughs> I also want to highlight the value there. Mm. Um, so was there anything I left out that's important to you, Jason? Uh, well, I have family. I have four kids and I'm married and, and uh, love my family. But I just, I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, it's, it's been good speaking with you and finding out like your perspective on, on the world. And I think lately we've been talking a lot about masculinity and how everything seems to come to relationships. So I want to leave this open to you. Uh, what speaks to you the most lately about within that space? yeah, like right now, relationships are the most important thing. I think they always have been. But anytime there is a um, pandemic or a global crisis or something really big, it always comes down to who's in your corner, who's got your back, who do you um, watch out for? And uh, it goes way more tribe. And uh, I always believe like... I work in the business world. So in business coaches are always like expand, grow franchise. People are always like one more franchise. And I, I you know, uh, a friend of mine always said, it's always better to be Reno than Las Vegas. Mm. <laughs> and he has a very successful, small um, client relationship management company that does incredibly well. And he has no investors he calls all the shots and he runs a really good business because he doesn't want to overgrow. And mm. so um, I'm getting a little long winded, but I think about social media and, and influencers and everyone's like, well, just get more followers. And I think that's the worst advice. I think the best advice is just get less followers and go deeper. Mm. Like really honor the relationships you have. I think this is, this is actually, yeah, this is perfect. I, the first thing that I want to dive into in that is like, how, how does one honor the relationships that they have? What's the best way to go about that? Well, uh, I come from a background of Chinese medicine and in Chinese medicine, it's all based on yin and yang and yin and yang is in a constant flux of balance. And when it goes out of balance, it gets disharmony arises. And so that same thing is with givers and takers. Like we've all had friends that are takers and that gets old because they just, they, they take. And we've all had friends that are givers that it feels like we can never like find that, that reciprocity. And so I think it's really important that when you have fewer people that you're in circle with, it's just easier to have a deeper relationship of giving and receiving with those people. Hmm. I think this one's particularly resonant for me. I, I know that I tend to identify more on the giver end. I have a hard time receiving things from people or even if it's like verbal acknowledgement, it's really like deeply uncomfortable. And 
even though I have been doing the work and I, I'm aware of the impact, uh, which I guess I should probably highlight. Um, wh whenever, whenever people try to contribute to me, I usually kind of like shut it down or shunt it off to the side. And I think that also has the impact of denying them the, the feeling of like building up someone else's life. And I think that's fundamental when it comes to connection and, and when it comes to relationships, if I'm always giving to someone, um, they never have a chance to form that same kind of emotional reciprocal bond with me. And that's like a half relationship. So it felt like it really tied in nicely to the yin and yang that you were bringing up earlier. Yeah, I think that you, you, we, we tend to lean towards one side over the other just organically. But counterbalances are really important to stay in a state of connection. And so it's really interesting when you're talking about uh, compliments, receiving appreciation. Uh, I've done a lot of trainings to a lot of different places, grad school, corporations, small business. And it's really interesting to note that most people have never been taught how to compliment on the giving side or how to receive it on the receiving side. And what I mean by that is most compliments are, hey, thanks for that. <laughs> and from a brain chemistry standpoint, it's just like it goes to the gray, like, I don't know, thanks, you're welcome. But we don't even know what we're acknowledging. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to start to learn nuance is important in the connection of communication, especially when it's one of a love interest. And so being able to name like, hey, Rob, thanks for cleaning up after yourself. I noticed yesterday. I really appreciated how you did the laundry. I, I, it just made a difference for me. Rather than like, hey, hey Rob, thanks. You're great. <laughs> right? Now, that's on the giving side. And then on the receiving side, there's a lot of reasons we've been taught it's better to give than receive. So we just have old programming of like um, most of our parents, you know, be a giver, not a taker. It's better to give than receive. Don't ask for help because if you do, you'll owe. Like there's so much programming, right? And so then the, the receiver forgets that's part of the community as well. And so even in school, the authority, like the kid, that asks too many questions and is receiving knowledge is told to stop. Yeah. So really good for you to go into the realm of, of like letting the compliment come through your heart and really letting yourself experience what it's like to be in connection with someone else who's grateful that you're there. Yeah, in my experience, that's one of the most deeply moving things when I find that I have the ability to emotionally impact another person. That makes me want to hang out more with that person. And that's I, I, I was going to follow up on on what you were saying with regards to giving and receiving acknowledgement, because I think you brought up something that's really important. Specificity is important. What am I acknowledging this person for? And I think what as an additional layer of depth that I've been contributing there has been what emotions have I felt like? Um, what's an example of me receiving? It's been it's been a while. I usually just kind of like show <laughs> deflect. Well, here uh, I, I can I can compliment you because I know you. 
okay. And so uh, some of your listeners may know, some might not know, but you have uh, a men's group online and you show up there. And what I appreciate about the way you show up is you're not showing up with right and wrong, you're showing up with curiosity. So sometimes you're disagreeing with someone or sometimes you're opening up to a new kind of idea or thought that you hadn't had before. But what I really appreciate is your stance for showing up to not make people wrong, but to get curious. Hmm. Feeling, okay, so I'm gonna break down what I'm doing as I'm responding, but uh, yeah. What I'm going to do first is call out that it's uncomfortable for me to receive this. And as I'm calling it out, it helps to dissipate that emotion so that I can get more fully present to how this is impacting me. So yeah, that was a big, that was a big acknowledgement. So I'm grappling with the tenseness that comes up as a result of receiving that. And I think underneath that is like this sense of like reluctant pride. Like it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this way, but I feel pretty proud of that. Like, and, and some joy. Um, it's a sense of being seen in what I'm up to and staying out of the right and wrong is really important to me. So thanks for being a witness to that. Yeah, you got it. Now let's try it again and I'm going to shift it up and I think I can make it less uncomfortable for you. Interesting. What do you mean by shifting it up? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to compliment you again. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. Great. Um, every time that I speak with you either online or face to face, you have an excitement about you and excitement for me is totally needed right now because I'm in the middle of a move and like people are really freaked out about COVID. And so when you get excited for me, I get excited and I appreciate you for that. Mm. I think what's happening in the meta here is that you've made it so that in my reacting or my existing, it's a contribution to you. And because I'm kind of wired to be more okay with giving than receiving, that is a lot easier for me to swallow. And yeah, yeah that's smoother. It feels like I'm actively helping or helping to build you up. Nice pickup on the meta. What it is is a difference between me just thanking someone for them and me connecting the dots of why that's important to me. Mm. And in that middle of why it's important to me, it becomes about us rather than about you. Hmm. That's new. I've never encountered that before. Actually, this would be a good time to mention that Jason trains other coaches. It was just really funny because <laughs> the first time that I met him, I was like, would you like a free coaching call? You seem like a cool person. It's like, I don't know if he's been through a coaching call. He trains coaches. So like, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming out of here. Uh, yeah, that, that is really useful. That's profoundly useful. And within the arena of dating, there's so much application for that. I think absolutely. Like, I just want to, like, I apologize for interrupting. There's this thought that dating can be really hard. Like there's a part that's fun and I've been married for years, but I dated a lot. And when I dated, there were like two categories. I didn't care. And I was kind of a dick <laughs> or I really cared and it was hard. Yeah. So that's a really uh, hard juxtaposition of either like I could be a dick and not care and have a lot of fun, but it didn't make any meaning. 
or I could really care. And then I had to be vulnerable. And what man do I know that's like, I want to be more vulnerable. Me, me. Like, no, <laughs> I don't know those guys. Yeah. I, I think this really highlights an important, an important distinction here too. Uh, i I'm friends with a guy who teaches like, oh, how do you get laid the same day? That's his skill set. How do you mm -hmm. get like a one night stand? Mm -hmm. And as we're discussing this, he was like, I really don't know how to get a relationship off the ground. They're two very different skill sets. They are. And I think that what you were saying kind of highlights the difference. On one hand, I cannot be emotionally invested and that's easier. Like I'm, I'm disconnected so I can be less needy. Uh, it, it can be fun to hook up. And I think a lot of guys go through that phase. A lot of girls go through that phase. And at the same time, there's that, at least for me, speaking for me, there's a missing of like, there's no, there's no deeper significance to this. There's no meaning like, because the emotion isn't there, it's kind of a hollow thing. Um, and what I think a lot of a lot of us uh, in terms of like people who identify as male, there's a tendency to forget that emotions are also what add color to life. Logic is structured. It's it's nice. It's great for achievement. And within that achievement, if the emotion is gone, then what's the point for at least for me? That's that's been my experience. It, it, it's again hollow. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of like like I don't have direction, I don't have motivation because the the emotional component is gone. Yeah, I want to I want to fine tune what you're saying, because it's so easy to slip in. I caught myself going into judgment about this one night stand guy. And then thinking about it, I, I don't think that's non emotional. I actually think it's just you, you got to pick where your lane is and where you want to head. And so for me, I have, I believe many years on you um, age wise. And I uh, appreciate the one night stand I had at Burning Man. Like I had emotions, it was fun. It, it, it's a memory I'll never forget. I but, can own that that completely caught me off guard. Like I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've had, I've had a wild ride. And uh, that's the, the thing for me, the choice is, um, where are the lines and the structures that I want to play in? And then how do I learn how to become the man that I want to be? Because I'm still learning and I'm 50 in two weeks, right? So that's the game that I'm playing. And, and I, I want to go back and say that like those one night stands are not non-emotional. There's just not an attachment of it going anywhere, right? The emotions for me were like, you know, uh, probably ecstatic. It's hard not to be ecstatic when you're on ecstasy and you're like in the middle of Burning Man, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want to live that life. Like that's not an everyday event for me. Now, also, I, I want to bring this full circle in for me, the game I play, I'm a monogamous man. Like I, I cheated once in my life. It was when I was 17. It was with my high school girlfriend. The night that it happened, my ex-girlfriend came over and, and kind of seduced me. But I was responsible because I said yes. And I felt so guilty the next day that I told my, my girlfriend, I wanted to work it out. This is what happened. I know that it was wrong. I, I won't do it again. And thank God she said, fuck you, no. But she didn't give me another chance. 
And I knew at that moment at 17 that I either needed to be all in or break it off with someone, but not to be a cheater. And I'm not against polyamory. It's just not for me. Right. So whatever game you're playing, as opposed to going to the experts or listening to more podcasts, which is good and healthy to do, start to go down and in for yourself so that you have the sovereignty to make your own rules. Yeah, I think that that's that highlights an especially large blind spot for a lot of us. It's easy to get into a mode of fixing. It's easy to look for advice, especially from people who live the kind of lifestyles that we want. But at the end of the day, it's experiential. Um, and, and we don't know how we're going to react to certain things until we're going through it. And what might be fantastic advice for some people, it's just not going to be a fit. And that's right. A lot of that's times, right. And, and I it. think that for many, reality is better than fantasy. Hmm. I want to unpack that. And I also want to notice the time here since we're closing in on 25 minutes. Uh, would you be able to break that down really quickly? Sure. I, I had no idea how long your podcast is. So for me, there's fantasy and, and fantasy, like if you think about porn or you think about, I, I wish my woman was more like this or like, you know, there's so much in the world of information input into your brain. And what I believe nowadays, whether it's Facebook, Google, whoever it is, maybe it's your next door neighbor, people are trying to hijack you. They're mm. trying to make you think like them. And you got to take back control. And the reality is the control that you choosing for you. And I choose my wife who I fucking adore. Like I respect her. I love her. I find her sexy and we have four kids. Right. And so for me, the reality of me wanting to fix it for her when she cries and knowing that that's not the first place she wants, like she cries. And I'm just like, we could do this and we could do that. And really what she wants is just like, Oh, that really sucks, sweetie. Like, right. And that's a learning curve for me. But the reality of that learning curve and going deeper with that individual for me is way better than any fantasy I've ever had. Hmm. That feels like a really strong note to leave off on. <laughs> there's a lot to there's a lot to spin off from from there. Usually when I'm recording these podcasts, it always feels like we don't have enough time. And I know that on the other end, if I'm listening to a podcast, I tend to like tune out after about 20, 30 minutes. So this is usually a good drop it off point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if someone were to want to get in contact with you, to work with you, to deepen their practice or to get their, their business launched, because you help coaches do that as well with their marketing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can check out jasonstein.com. Uh, I uh, am Jason Stein over on Instagram. And uh, I also have a back end page that isn't on my homepage. If you ever want to do 30 minutes for chocolate, I have chocolate strategy sessions. So I have people around the world. I spend 30 minutes with them and whatever they're facing. And they send me chocolate from around the world. And that's jasonstein.com uh, slash chocolate. That's amazing. <laughs> that's such a good offer. Yeah, so lots to learn from Jason. Thank you again for being on here and being tremendously vulnerable and sharing a bunch of knowledge. This has been really cool. Hopefully we'll see you again on this soon. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much.